the Frames Per Second Podcast. You clean that lab, you get out. She deaf? Mute, sir. She can hear you. The thing we keep in there is an affront. And I should know, I dragged it all the way here. Do you have it? No! Sir, I'm getting it back. Our concern is the Russians. And fuck this mess. You delivered, right? Right? We didn't see nothing. What am I doing? Interviewing the shit cleaners. He's a wild creature. We can't ask him to be anything else. What's going on? It's your boy, Nikki Duce, a.k.a. Mr. No Disrespect. And you're now tuned into the Frames for Second Podcast. In this episode, uh, well, let me double back real quick. Um, for those who don't know, lately we've been trying to get more creative with how we do movie reviews and um, and everything else since every, with COVID going down and slowing down everything. So we decided to do another rewatchable series with the premise being each one of the crew members picks a movie that they hate that pretty much was critically acclaimed or everyone loves or is a cult classic. Um, we started with the last rewatchable with the Blair Witch Project with B. That's the movie he hated. And now this review is dedicated to one that I don't care for at all. Uh, it's 2017's best picture, Shape of Water. Um, that's the movie we're reviewing. Uh, spoiler alerts ahead. We gonna spo- If you haven't seen this movie by now, you don't really need to see it based on my opinion. But yeah, if you haven't seen it, don't uh, listen after this. But yeah, that's the movie we're reviewing. So let's just jump right into it. Um, it is the 10th film from uh, Gutierrez del Toro. Uh, he's known for Hellboy, the original Hellboy with uh, the not the most recent one, Pacific Rim, and he also did Blade 2, if y'all ain't know that. You name his worst movies. Right. Well, I'm, what you, what's, all right, what's Labyrinth, Devil's Backbone. Uh, this, I mean, like, I'm talking about his mainstream movie. ones. Well, he don't even talk about them shits. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Those are the ones that got, hey, that's the one that got the big Those checks from. Those are the ones from. you saw, huh? Yeah, pretty much. You didn't see Pan's Labyrinth? Nah, nah I haven't he seen wouldn't it. have seen it. Damn, that. Nick. Nah, he had, he would have to go back. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Uh, well, I mean, based off of this film, I don't know if I I'm not really that pressed to double back <laughs> on this shit. Should be ain't even show up for this one. All right? <laughs> he said he, he couldn't even deal with it. <laughs> I knew that was gonna happen. Everybody knew that was gonna happen. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. we were talking about that. Yeah, yeah. when he texted at two o'clock. <laughs> like, yep, that was the setup. But the whole premise, for those who don't know, the premise of the film is uh, based off of uh, it's in it's shot in 1962, Baltimore, Baltimore Maryland. Um, it stars uh, the lead character is Eliza Espinito, and she's a grown woman who's a sanitational engineer. Um, and she's mute, but she communicates through sign language. And we just go through her life and we figure out um, who her best friends are, um, who is her neighbor, Giles, and um, her, Giles, oh, Giles, and the, he's closeted gay, but we'll find out later. And then her other best friend who she works with, Zelda, who's black, and she's black like a motherfucker in this movie. Uh, and she works for, she cleans for a government facility. So you obviously know, to make this movie more interesting, they added a humanoid amphibian. Um, and knowing from the director, he pr- basically used the same motherfucker from Hellboy, but uh, we're going to get to that too. Um, and then basically it's like a romantic love story at the end of it. Rob, is this the reason why you like this film? Because it's a romantic 
kind of film. Yeah. Nah, nah, that's that's not why at all. Actually, I just thought it was a creative film. I actually went into this film like I actually didn't even have any desire to see it, honestly. Um, and I, I don't remember what it was that I think it just came up. I don't know if it came out on HBO or whatever, but it was like, you know how when they have new movies, sometimes you watch them, sometimes you don't, mm-hmm. um, since you're paying for it, right? So I think it was one of those situations where, oh, yeah, I saw this guy. I don't even think I knew it got Best Picture. I just, did, did we know that? I knew, and I knew I wanted to watch it. Oh, okay, maybe it was Nate that wanted to watch it, and I was like, okay, that's cool. We can watch it, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised um, that, you know, how beautifully it was shot. The soundtrack is really what drew me in too. Like it, it fits so well with with the movie, but um, yeah, yeah. It, it, but the romantic element was was fine. I, I I just when I say I like romantic comedies, it's just like one of those senseless, senseless things I like. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's not something that I would rush to the movies to go see. I just like watching romantic comedies when they come on television. So that's not something I actually go out and pay money for. Uh, I guess I never actually just kind of clarified that or whatnot. It's just one of those senseless things that I just like to watch. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you'd be out here going to see my, my best friend's too. wedding. I mean, oh, really? Yeah. Nothing I've wrong never, with that. I was yeah, like, I, I mean, I, I thought that was just a little quirk that nah, you got. You know what I'm saying? I thought that was your shit. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. I don't go. That's what I mean. Because like you out of all people, I'm just thinking about like, whoa. Nah, nah. <laughs> Seeing him sitting in the theater laughing like them. a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. By himself. Yeah. <laughs> some popcorn. Because <laughs> Nate like, this song's some bullshit. I'm going to go nah. see something else. <laughs> I enjoy them when they come on TV, but nah, it's mm. not something I, I go to the movies to rush. Oh man, what's the name came out? Nah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I never clarified that. That's crazy. All right, Nate, uh, getting our, everybody's thoughts as far as what they liked or did not like it. Do you, do you even like this film? Yeah, or? I do. I like the film. I like the film a lot. Um, I was interested to see it when I saw that it had won. And uh, yeah, it may, might come on like HBO or something like Rod said. But um, no, I enjoyed it to Rod's point. I thought it was, it was just pretty to look at to me. It was, I just, and I liked the um, like fantasy, romantic kind of element that he had with this dark kind of, um, almost racist undertone of the story. So I just thought it was really pretty and and dark at the same time. And I liked the way he did it in like a romantic kind of way. What about you, Ken? About what, this movie? Yeah. <laughs> did you like it? <laughs> How you doing today, man? Yeah. How's your back? Is your back a little bit, a little bit better? <laughs> uh, a little bit. Um, Good. Hmm. Um. You hear a lot of good things about this movie, and I, I turned it on to watch it and hope to see and get those things, and it was okay. Um, but I felt like it was extremely overrated from you know all of the things that people were saying about it. So um, I didn't dislike the movie at all. I thought it was a okay watch, but it didn't really blow me away like that from what I what I saw. That's, and that's, I've seen it three times. Mm-hmm. Damn, you three times? like like uh fantasy sci-fi stuff, right? That's like your that's like your genre, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And um I mean this I don't know if this quite fit that category. Yeah, I feel you. I but feel you. you know, I, I do understand the the premise behind the question. Yeah. It teethers a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, so. <laughs> what about you, Mike? 
Oh, yeah, I love this movie. It was <clears throat> one of my favorite movies that year. I went and saw it by myself in the theater. I mean, I'll see anything Guillermo del Toro. Well, not anything. I take that back. I, I was like, you shit on the three that I, I met back. you. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I did not bother with no. I did see the first Hellboy. I didn't know he did it, though. But I didn't see the second Hellboy. Um, what's the other shit you, you, you mentioned? Oh, uh, Blade 2. You ain't going check that one out? He did Blade 2? Yep. I didn't see Pacific Rim, even though I heard it was cool, but I didn't see it. It was pretty cool. Um, I like his more, I like his movies where he's kind of fully in control as opposed to just being a director. But um, this was, this was a great movie. I thought it was filmed beautifully. I thought it was acted beautifully. I thought the the political undertones were done really well. I thought a lot of it really, really made you think. But um, it's not a film that I would walk out and recommend to just anybody. But I thought it was, I thought it was a beautiful film. Did that hit y'all at first? Because you, you and Rod are talking about the cinematography a mm-hmm. lot. Like the beginning, the opening with the narration of, of Giles. It, that's Giles' voice. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. So with that narration, you see how it unfolds. And we see Elsa like throughout her day making her hard-boiled eggs, beating off and all that. Beating off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's called that with women, is no, it? No, it's not called. I thought it was a... That's not a you uni- might be right. I'm I don't just, know. I, I, didn't, I thought it was a unisex term. You're beating something regardless. A gender neutral term. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> but nonetheless, she getting her rocks off. Right. Uh, to a timer. I don't know how you do that, but... <laughs> the timer was for the eggs, man. Bless I thought that was for her. Oh, <laughs> like I, no. You got your ass don't you like got, this movie. <laughs> I thought she, she was your hair for the. She got it down to a science. You know what I'm saying? Your hair from the gate. What the time this bitch go out? It was like a race. I gotta beat the clock. The horse versus the hair. This moment. But like to see her routine, to see like for her to be mute for like I think what ninety percent of this movie. Outside of that, the ending part, um, I did like the the detail of her just her walking and talking, seeing the town of, of Baltimore during this era. I thought that was nice. Um, what about I, her acting performance? Awesome. Like you didn't that her acting performance didn't do anything for you. I mean, she did she did a good because because I, I had research. I was like, was she really mute? Like she's but she's actually a theater person and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I do appreciate that, but at the same time, with within the story, it kind of felt like she fell in love with a fish, bro. like you know what I'm saying. Like that's all I'm thinking about is like, and she don't, she don't talk, so I can't really. I just have to go off her, you know. I, know, I knew this was why. You know, I'm just saying like she she she. I literally have to just go off of her touching and like doing the sign language thing. I took sign language in college, so I know a little bit what she's talking about. <laughs> but, I can't over here. I know, but I'm just saying like, out of all the women in the world, like. This white woman went up with his fish. Oh she said, God. like, she literally said that, uh, she literally said, like, he doesn't speak, I don't speak. He, like, they're, almost everybody in that circle were outcast in right. some sort of way. You have her who's a mute, who nobody really sees or pays attention to. You've got a black woman that nobody really sees or pay atten- pays attention to because it's in the 60s. You got a gay man that nobody really wants to pay attention to or nobody needs to know that he's gay. It's like a group of people who aren't seen and identify with this alien creature who also is looked at as foreign or, or not as a human. It's like elements of all of that and these characters identifying with that. But you can't help but, see, but to see that motherfucker, though. I'm just saying, like, this, I, Nay, I'm so glad you broke that down because you're giving credence to this episode. Because for me, or like you're just you're making it a, a lot better. Because for me, it's just like, what if Blind Willie showed up a week later, or b- before the fish came, 
and like they started, you know, dating whatever. Who is a blind Willie? I'm just saying if she like a dude that like you know what I'm saying like another disability, somebody who don't speak or or doesn't. It wasn't a, It wasn't just about that. Though, I'm just man. saying like she could have met somebody else a week before and then we don't get this. It was about there was a connection between the two of them because they were both misunderstood. She couldn't find anyone that really got her. And she met this creature, and the creature understood her. It wasn't about, oh, I just fell in love with a fish. You sure he just didn't want to get out? Mm-hmm. Nah, nah. I think he, 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 because remember when that guy, I think it was Strickland, no, 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 it wasn't Strickland, it was Giles, that asked him, like, have you always been alone? Of course, the fish doesn't answer, mm-hmm. but you can kind of in, imply what his answer is. But it seems like the fish was kind of, I'm gonna call him the fish. You got me. The fish. <laughs> the, his name is the amphibian man. At least the, cre- the, the okay. The amphibian <laughs> man was kind of. It didn't have anybody either, and then it got this connection with Eliza, and it was just something that could not be broken. There's also a, a theory, also of course, that she was one of them mm-hmm. anyway, because I mean she had she had the the, the scar- cut. Well, she called them scars. scars. Yeah, like heels, almost like mm-hmm. heels. Yeah, yeah, I mean and it's the same thing that basically he had. Like when he put the little thing over her neck at the end, and it opens up in the gills. Right. Mm-hmm. You can kind of imply that mm-hmm. she was one of them. Right. They yeah, because she a, she was an orphan who was a who was found, found somewhere, the and they said yeah. it was a it was a by the river an injury. Like mm-hmm. what kind of injury put you know? Mm-hmm. And and now and now that you say that, you can even look at it a little deeper. Like. Maybe because she was on land so for so long, she may have adapted to like the human form. Possibly, do you get what I'm saying? Because they said that about him, how he can um, be on land and water. But he can't. Remember, he couldn't stay on land that long. I know long, he though. couldn't, but maybe it was a, maybe it's something that I don't. I don't know. Like maybe it was a situation where you know he probably like I don't know because that that's going too much science fiction for me because I'm like he probably like 500 years old. And he sees some little young bit that's giving him the time yeah, today. Yeah, and he yeah. just like, what's up? <laughs> you give me the time today, they just caught me, boy. I'm about to get out. And I got a, I got a baby mama too on. Like, like, I don't know. For me, it was just like it, this movie tried to tackle. So one of y'all mentioned as far as how much it tackled with, you know, sexuality, being black during the 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, being disabled during this era too. And Michael Shannon was, <laughs> was the guy that hit every... One of those things as far as being the worst of all that during like the person who's the face of like all that as far as the oppression. <laughs> when you said God what God looked like, he's like more like me, probably more like me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the the scene where he uh where they first get introduced to him really as far as like um Eliza and, and her friend Zelda Zelda, uh that bathroom scene mm-hmm. where he just walk in and take a piss right there, like Oh yeah. You talking about so what do you say? <laughs> Looking for free touches gonna cost you. <laughs> What did y'all think about his character throughout this film? That that bathroom scene reminded me of. I don't know if y'all ever seen uh, the the uh, what was his name Don King mm-hmm. Don King movie. Y'all ever seen Where that? Ving Rhames playing Don King? Ving Rames playing Don- <laughs> Hell, that nah. sounds like a joke. <laughs> that does. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a big ass joke. He did a good job cool back in the day, but um, he did. He had a scene similar to that mm-hmm. where he washed his hands before he pissed or whatever. And he said something um, very similar to what he said mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. about that. So I thought that was interesting that. I don't know if the I don't know if he ever saw that movie, but it's it's damn near identical to what Don King did mm. in, in that movie. So I thought that was interesting about that since you had brought up the piss scene. What did you think about uh Michael Shannon's performance? I thought it was good, man. I, I thought he I thought he did really well. Mm. Um like it wasn't like like over the top racism. It was just like um 
it was just very subtle, right? It was just like very matter of factly type of thing, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I don't know, man. I think I think he conveyed like that type of person really well um, in this movie. But no, yeah, his performance was great, man. Yeah, I, I, I liked him. He really um, stood out for me, you know, a lot in in this movie. After I finished, his, I thought his performance was was great, and I think he exhibited um, the arrogance of white men, mm-hmm. you know, and and you know, you saw that prevalent throughout the film in all situations, mm-hmm. whether it was with the doctor, with you know, the black lady, with the with the, his wife, yeah, with his wife, mm-hmm. you know, telling her that uh, you know I, I prefer you to be quiet. And don't say anything when you fucking bleeding and shit. So, um, so yeah, that that's what. And then you know the just the fact that the person that really committed it was right before him, and he didn't see them. Kind of going back to what Naomi was saying, like you didn't think that they would even be clever enough to pull off a, a, a stunt like this, and you're going after the Russians because the Russians were the big enemies back in the day, and they thought the Russians did everything. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, Michael Shannon definitely. Uh, was was good, and I did, I did, I do like, I did like Ma, a lot. <laughs> Octavia Spencer. Mm-hmm. Was she becoming the same character in every movie? Yes. Though? Since the help, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, um, but she did well though. She did well in this movie. Yeah, because she had to talk through the whole movie when they were on camera. So, mm-hmm. are we gonna get into her? Uh, Nay, what is your thoughts on Michael Shannon's character? <clears throat> no, I thought he did good as well. He um, embodied oppression. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I sentiment, everybody else's sentiment. We get to her, uh, Mike, uh, before I move on, did you, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? I always like Michael Shannon. I think he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he definitely did a great job with this film. Um, I thought his character was interesting. The whole, like, he's trying to be the alpha male at the top, the the pinnacle of success. And I didn't even get the part about the car when he buys that that car just because somebody had said something like, oh, this is what successful men get. Mm-hmm. So he just went out and got one and didn't even really give a fuck about having the car. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, he's always trying to be like on top. But that, that part about the fucking and that shit was weird as hell. Yeah. Like the first time I saw it, I didn't really process what the hell was going mm-hmm. on. Like that sex know. scene. Yeah, it was bizarre. But looking back at it, um, it definitely makes sense. Um, this is definitely something that you have to kind of watch a couple times before things start to reveal itself. But um, but yeah, he's he's an incredible actor. So I have a question about his character. What does anybody understand what the connection with his fingers were? The only thing I could think of was. Um, it was like the like you know how the whole thing is supposed to be almost like a Beauty and the Beast kind of mm-hmm. thing, but the Beast wasn't really a beast. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at the original story, like he's supposed to be the um, is it the hunter or whatever that's in that oh, story? Yeah. Well, I know the cartoon story. Gaston, yeah, that's Gaston. What, yeah, car- yeah. yeah, I think his name is Gaston. Okay, but in this, it's like the Beast is actually the good guy. So it's like Michael Shannon's character is turning into the Beast. He has two rotten fingers. He gets angrier and angrier and angrier okay. as the movie goes along. And his fingers get blacker and rotten and rotten. Until he pulls okay. them off again. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, that was the only part I didn't like. 
I was like, man, y'all can't be doing black dudes like that. Like that the, dude just sat there like a punk the whole. I was gonna say that was the only the only real negative criticism that I had was just the relationship they had with with um, Zelda and her husband and the way he, they just completely bitched him up. Well, and let's like talk that. about both of them because that's the black side of the issue, the social issues that this movie tries to touch on. With her character, like Ken mentioned, like we see her get introduced, she does all the talking for. Like I don't know how. Eliza probably wanted to tell her to shut the fuck up one of these days, but she seems to like her company and they both, you know, get something out of their relationship. But basically being the, I guess, minorities of the workforce in there. Um, but you talk about her because like when she talks about her husband, she talks about her husband a lot. And then when you see him in that scene, it's like, what the fuck? Like, At least that's that's I what I thought he was like dead or something. He just didn't even move. He just Ken thought there. he was blind. <laughs> like, was he? Because he? he was just when the guy walked in, he was like, "Who was that, Zelda?" Right. Who was like, that? No. And he's he just did. still looking. He at the right TV. there, bro. That's annoying. It's so annoying. Yeah, that that shit pissed me off. Yeah, man. I didn't like that. Like the the buggy eyes and mm -hmm. you know scared as soon as the guy turned around and yelled at him and he jumped back in the chair mm -hmm. and y'all all, all buggy eyed and shit like that. He Which pulled, maybe that's how things were then. That's what I was nah, yeah, I don't know about. that. I mean, if if things early were, 60s? yeah, early sixties and it was, was still very you. racist. Like, maybe that's how things were. Like, you couldn't just jump up and punch a white man in the face. Yeah, no. Shit, you can barely do that shit now. But think about it in the sixties. Mm -hmm. I gave that some thought, but you don't have to be that. Passive. Damn. Yeah. That's your wife. What was, what was he My, gonna, okay, so I what, that's like one thing. Is that's your wife. Like, it's not. Nah, man, fuck all that other shit. But that. But that's. But they did that all the time though. From the from beginning of slavery, they took. They took the. Yeah, but I can understand. Away and then, and then you're in your time. house. First of all, you ain't even they answer your own house door. Too. That's first. My first problem is you didn't answer your own door. I don't like that. Second of all, like this man has your wife hemmed up. At least let him knock you the fuck out. Like get in between or something. Mm -hmm. Something. That's your wife. That shit was funny. With a, with a, with a one-armed man talking sh some biblical yeah, shit to her. <laughs> he just missed a couple fingers. Right. <laughs> at least you still had that stick on him too, that electric stick. Yeah, that brother didn't know what that stick was. He, he could have thought that was a flashlight. All he, was stick. All he knew was about like, he could have punched him before that. Because I saw the city, y'all see the city on fire in the background and stuff. Sometimes, mm -hmm. yeah, the city was on fire and stuff like that. So uh, in the movie, I, yeah. Mm -hmm. How did I miss that? When it because opened. it's very big. Yeah. It's like it's all the way in the background, and this, the movie is so beautiful that you don't even realize that that's going on in the back. It's on fire. And they even show like what? on the television that mm -hmm. they change from where they show riots. Oh, the I did see that part. So yeah, I saw that part. He's like, turn that off. I don't want to watch that right, right, right now. So, you know, so he huh. coming in with a damn Billy Club. He like, oh, they on that bullshit. Yeah. You know what yeah, so, that makes sense. Yeah. So I, I get it. I they, got just, it. they just didn't have to make it that. They didn't have to make it that obvious. That dramatic. But maybe that, that was their point to make yeah, it to be it like. I was pissed in the theater when I saw that part. I was like. Oh, you went to the theater to see it? Mo there's a whole story to a no, short his, story. His, his living room. He thought he was in the theater because his ass. <laughs> nah, nah. My sister actually took me to see this with her and uh, my brother-in-law. Oh. Because she saw like uh, a commercial about it, and she's like, "I want to go check that out." But I, I saw the actual trailer for it, mm -hmm. and I knew what it was about. And I was like, "I don't think you think this is what it is," because <laughs> I think she thought it was some like nice little thing. Once I saw Rated R. <laughs> I was like, oh, hell no, nah, we in for shit. So when, once we seen the, the mute girl with her titties out, we was, I was like, all right, <laughs> we in it now. <laughs> so, yeah, so she thought it was a whole different film. And then, like, obviously when we got out the theater, I was like, man, what the hell? You like? You ain't never picking a movie again. Oh, but, um, crazy. but now when I saw that part in the theater, I was just like, punk-ass nigga of the year award goes to this dude right here. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. That's, they, that's in your house. Like, I understand if you're talking about public and, you know, the whole, 
racism, like when you feel like you're by yourself and you can't really defend yourself, but in your own home. Then he snitched like real quick. Real dumb quick. quick. But it's probably worse in this house though, because then like it turns into a situation where is he said, she said, and who are they gonna believe? They're gonna believe the white man automatically. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm with you, trust me. No, that I, shit I pisses me off every I time I see it. Yeah, I understand I what y'all saying. I'm just saying like, for me, I'm not thinking in that moment. You know, I'm I just feel reacting. You. I, I feel the same way I felt when I watched us and I watched that punk ass husband the entire time acting like a little punk. But when you get to the end and you realize, okay, this is, there's a purpose to it. Mm -hmm. Did he have to snitch though? Did who have to snitch? Yeah. Well, I mean, they had Oh, well, he had to He was trying to wife. get him out of his house. He was trying to save his wife. Yeah, yeah. I, I almost would have rather he just snitch than act like the punk throughout the whole scene. <laughs> right. Honestly, like, get your ass knocked out and then be like, nah, the mute girl got it. Like, something. Like, why like, you even get up? Because he was even a punk to, to his wife, like, right. after he left. And she was like, what'd you do, Brewster? What'd you do? You just fucked everything up, Brewster. I didn't, I didn't like the, I honestly didn't even like the way they have them relating. Like she talked negatively about him the entire film. No, she, not really. Yes, she did. She said, Brewster's not a smart man, but even he can hit the piss can. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> she called a nigga dumb the whole mm -hmm. movie. I thought it was like a cute little banter of like, oh, I this is what my husband does, his flaws. Until, until that last scene. Well, I mean, the last scene to show he a piece of shit. Like, right. I don't know why you even so, talking about this nigga out in the streets anyway. And, and everything else that, I mean, they kind of confirmed the things that she was saying. Right. So, and it's like this type of, you, you have this movie that's supposed to have these undertones to it. And then you got this guy. Like, it just, it, it. It was a conflict for me because mm -hmm. once I saw that, like I was done. I ain't care shit else about what happened with the goddamn fish. The goddamn you ain't care if they fell in love. Lady, the, the, the gay guy, none of them motherfuckers. <laughs> they, you know, they all can get it. <laughs> as far as I was concerned. It was a jarring scene. It was. Yeah, it was, it was a jarring scene. It was, it was hard to watch that. Cause they did it again with the black couple that came into the cafe. I don't know if y'all. And I remember yeah, okay, that. But yeah, see, yeah. And see, okay. So I'm glad you brought that up because that was a little bit more understandable. Because he basically kicked him out. He was like, "Yeah, you can't sit here," because um, he was a racist bigot um, to all you know, gay people, and then of course you know the the black people. So and that like going to what Mike was saying when you're talking about the '60s. All right, yeah, there, there are some places that we just can't fucking go. Mm -hmm. So what the fuck happened to him throughout his life to make him so goddamn scary of everybody? Because you were talking tough when the when the damn door was knocking and you didn't want to get up. So now all of a sudden you're a lazy uh, black man too. Mm -hmm. You can't even get up and go 10 steps to go answer the, the damn door. But yeah. that was probably true to life too in the 60s. It's, like, it's not like women and men were on equal playing fields in the 60s. Mm -hmm. In the 60s, the man probably would have told the wife mm -hmm. to go answer the door. Was she cooking? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I no, yeah, yeah. That that part I understood, but once he walked in the in in the in the door, mm -hmm. not even walking, he wasn't even invited. He barged in, put the wife up and against the wall, yelled at him. He he gets scared and then he snitched. It was like all of those things combined yeah. is what made that terrible. And somebody should have asked him about that shit. Well, he did stand up. <laughs> all right, my, right, all right. Next I don't character. know why though. Why next did character. he stand up? <laughs> that made it worse though, up. right? He should have threw oh, no, something at him. Look, look, he only stood up so he could. The emphasis of him sitting back down because he a punk ass nigga. I'm like, just saying it wasn't like a total bitch move. He yeah. did at least stand up. Bruh, somebody make you sit down based off of just what did he say to him? Shut up or what, like? What did he say? He I said, can... "Sit your ass back." Down. <laughs> basically, <laughs> told him to sit down. Yeah. 
I can't remember. But it's not like, we're not going to Quentin Tarantino, Guillermo del Toro. It wasn't like he made this scene and made it racist for no reason. Right, he was right. making a point that right. that's how things were. Because it was a big black guy. Yeah, exactly. It has to be a reason for that. That's there, what I'm it saying. Was but definitely that's definitely a reason. But that's yeah. what they, I don't they, know, they, maybe this is Ken's point, but it's just like, but you had to put all that in this yes. gumbo. Like yes. You had to make this scene a gumbo full of black fear. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Because but, that's how things were then. But everybody got like a ch- that, yeah. But everybody had a chance to be brave. So let's take uh Giles for instance. Like he yeah. went through a lot of shit in this movie as as well. Um, you know, here's a guy that was confident that every single thing he did was his best work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like this is my best work. He thinks the guy's hitting on him, he makes a move on him, he gets rejected. And which is interesting because it was right after he rejected old girl because she wanted to go get the guy. And then all of a sudden he comes back. So now he's like, I've never done anything before, done anything like this before. And then he becomes part of it. Now it failed because, you know, his little ID shit, you know, was all smeared and shit. But it's still at the same time, he was able to stand up and be a part of it. He's also white. He's also, so regardless of him being gay, he's also white. But he's also part of the, the, um, the, the, the hidden, um, uh, yeah, the oppressed. He's also a hidden well, minority. Yeah, but I'm saying, but they're making a point that like, even if, even though he's gay, and we've made that point plenty mm-hmm. of times, a white gay man is still less oppressed than a straight black man. So yeah, I mean, they were making a point that, yeah, he did become part of the plan, but shit, so did Octavia Spencer. Yes. She helped just as much as he did. Exactly, and that's the black plight that's being lifted. Exactly. So so like, the, the, the black guy, he wasn't a, he wasn't a main cat main part of the story Thank like he God. was just like a you know one little part yeah but they represented i feel like in this film the black community during this in time the 60s okay though. so so and that's how things were but those are two extremes i'm just saying you how, said, i don't think that's an extreme because his, no. the way the gate talk about it i think you're right so like in the situation like thinking of the time period like as a black woman it's easier for me to speak out a little bit more than a black man because i know that black man is going to get accosted and, and knocked down every time and so seeing in that dynamic, you have Octavia Spencer, who in the very opening scene was very open and, and vocal about, y'all can't put this shit in a trash can mm-hmm. to the point where she had to get shushed. So you have a very vocal, uh, outgoing, brave black woman and a black man who has to cower behind that. That's been a problem in our community for as mm-hmm. long as we've had one. Mm-hmm. But like when the gay guy mm-hmm. got rejected, it wasn't like he got punched in his face or anything. Like. Like for, for for this person to walk into a black man's house, hold, hold hold up his wife against the wall and punk the husband, and then throw his fingers in the, <laughs> in the yeah, back the of the wind too. That, yes. It was like goddamn, like you poured a lot of it into this scene. But look how upset you are, right? And now think about how you would have been upset in the fucking sixties with that shit actually happening mm-hmm. to you. I want to see you get your ass up and, and, and approach a, a white man with a I'm with not a saying, stick. I'm not saying <laughs> with a shock stick. Okay, I'm not okay. saying. Hey, I'm look, not, we used to get beat by billy clubs. Right. We ain't see one that shoot right. fucking that shoot electricity out there. Right. We probably think it's magic. Right. <laughs> hey, fuck with this one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. But I'm I, just I got superpowers. Right? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not saying I'm a, I'm like a rah rah type nigga like off rip. I'm just mm-hmm. saying like in that situation. As a husband, that's the that's the situation. Like you at least gotta protect your wife at that point. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it's I'm talking about um, you know, John Henry walking down the streets and I'm just saying, like, I see my wife in trouble. She does she feels so uncomfortable in her own home. That's and I'm point. just sitting over here. I get I get that. I'm just saying that scene 
it just felt like a lot more than all the other stuff we talked about. Do you about. do more good by trying to stand up and do something or, or is that going to make the situation worse? So Why he, stand up if he ain't going to do shit? But my point is, right, he instinct. said, he said, yeah, instinct. And then his instinct, he's like, oh shit, I can't do what I want to do. Right. You and he forgot saying? that his back hurt. That's why he nah, probably sat back there. That wasn't no. <laughs> he forgot he told he couldn't answer no because his back hurt. Nah, it wasn't. <laughs> he said it was fear. Yeah, he, you could see it all on. Like he was damn near shaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I mean, it could be. It should have been looked at as guess. It's just like you know, I want to, but I can't. But they made it look more like just straight up fear. It's I the same. It's that. the same imagery that they've been showing with black men on TV for years. And I understand that it's cast in the '60s, but I just refuse to believe it was that 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 damn extreme. Or you can at least find a balance, at least a balance, because I understand that that. There are certain situations where they can't stand up, but give give us a little bit of something. He wasn't shit. They already alluded to he was a weak man, though. But right. that that's the part that bothers me is that throughout this whole film, as Nick said, mm-hmm. like he was dogged, and then we get a chance to see it. <laughs> and everybody else was more than what they thought they were, except him. Everybody else was white. And the only other person that was black, she stood up and mm-hmm. she did something. Yeah. He also looked like Andre from uh, Snowfall. So that's what threw me that. off too. <laughs> that's what made me even more. Oh, I was like, oh, this punk ass too. But uh, Giles, we, we, we've touched on his character. As far as his relationship with Elsa. Eliza. Eliza. <laughs> I'm thinking. You want the frozen lady? Yeah. Frozen. <laughs> Eliza. What is y'all. We talked about uh, Octavia Spencer's character helping her out a lot. Do you think that his character helped out tremendously or was did he kind of live vicariously through her as well too? Cuz I felt like they the relationship was it felt like uh he kind of not pitied her but like he was he was her friend because they both were like we against the world. Right. But at the same time a lot of stuff that she was doing did like it felt like he 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 said it. He didn't have anybody. Yeah, it felt like he was just there to be there. Like, yeah, both of them, I think, they didn't have anybody, so they almost became like each other's family because mm-hmm. they lived so close. So when I was watching them, I felt like it was a father-daughter type situation. Um, him being gay, and especially depending on what his situation was, he's obviously ostracized. She's disabled. She's mute. So they just helped each other out. They were in a situation where they didn't have anybody, and they clung to each other. Mm-hmm. Are those relationships good as far as how they was portrayed in this film? Or I didn't was see it... anything negative about their relationship. Hmm. Did you? No, nah, not nothing negative. It was just more just, I just don't, I never really like, because it reminds me of like with Insecure, like Issa's my relationship when I said like, it don't seem like y'all could be friends because y'all miserable. I always question those relationships and those dynamics. Like, how do they bond? Now, obviously he helps her out through this thing, but it was just kind of like, do you really want somebody like you? He got tested a lot as far as like their friendship, and he obviously answered those questions rightfully and, and helped her out. But it was kind of like that's a lot of risk. Are you talking about with him helping with the with the yeah like the with the man Aquaman him? dude and stuff like that? So it's just like you got to think about why he did that. I think it was very uh, purposeful that he did that right after he got rejected by the guy at mm-hmm. the diner. You know, he he saw that this was his one shot to go and be with somebody if he was actually closeted. Because I wasn't really quite sure if he was definitely closeted or not. 
because we can kind of get the impression that that's the reason he lost his job. Right. Was yeah, because, because the way he talked to his uh, boss, like, you're the reason why I'm not even here anyway. Exactly. I feel like that was a little So off. something something seems like happened there. So I don't know if he was all the way closeted or not. Regardless, he went and he tried and he was met with extreme aversion from this from this guy. So then he saw Eliza and was like, well, I, I want her to have what I couldn't have. So I, I'm going to at least help her get this. So, I mean, I didn't see anything negative with their relationship. I actually thought their relationship was beautiful, especially yeah, was. like when they were watching yeah, they the were Mr. Bojangles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I, I, I hate Mr. Bojangles now. Yeah. But I liked that scene with them doing with the little feet. tap dance together. I thought it was... No, Nick? I mean, no. I, it was it was cool and all. It was just like... Sweet. Damn, bro. I don't know. This, this It just... Because I was going off the hype as well because when I saw it, it was towards like... It was before he won the Oscar, but it was like in the middle of the hype. I didn't know he won an Oscar. That's dope. It, yeah, he he won Best Director and this won Best Picture. So it's just it was just like this film ain't it for me. Like just because you tap dancing, like what? What's what's the little redhead girl little name? Shirley Temple. Yeah, just because you tap dancing like her. She's don't blonde, me. ain't she? No, she's she's got a she's a redhead. Yeah. I thought Shirley Temple was blonde. Are you, you sure like Marilyn Monroe? Annie? It's like Maybe. a stra- Oh, Shirley she's, Temple's she's like blonde. blonde. <laughs> Nonetheless, the Wendy's girl. That who look like the Wendy's girl, <laughs> just to see her tap dance around. I'm cool on that. Like it's it's like I, the story to me was the the science fiction part was the most uh, interesting part, especially Don't when. Do you we, like musicals? Yeah, but that's this ain't a musical. You do? Yeah, I like I grew up on them, but like this wasn't a music, especially. I hate music. <laughs> well, unless you talk about that one part of uh, right the little towards, dance break. I oh, hated that. that. That that that, like that that took. Ken got took out by the black scene. I got took it out by this. I'm like, they throwing too much. Did y'all not feel like they threw too much in this film? I can't understand. Like, it's too much talk. Like, it was a lot in it. It was, like, yeah. so much. And I'm like, you going to throw a damn music cut? Is this Family Guy? Like, what, <laughs> what, am, I, what, am, I, what am I watching here? Like, that's what. And this is a long-ass movie, so, like. It's not. It's only two hours. Only? Man, when them motherfuckers <laughs> started dancing in black and white. I mean, I, you know, get she's, I guess, what, daydreaming or whatever. and. Hmm? But that's the only time we hear her speak, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but it was just like I rolled my eyes. It was like <laughs> oh, I can understand why it might throw somebody off, but I thought it was cute. I did too. But as far as the point of like too much in one movie, because movies sometimes can How do was that. that too much? I mean, like everything. I mean, they wa- they're watching musicals, and musicals are a big part of the the relationship between Giles and her throughout the film. Like you're. You're changing from looking at riots on TV to looking mm-hmm. at musicals. Mm-hmm. Like it's take they use musicals to get away from what their real life is. By watching <laughs> Bojangles tap dance. Yeah, in the sixties. Again, y'all need to stop trying to Tarantino Guillermo <laughs> del Toro. Saying, this ain't a black th- woman named Zelda. Come on, in the sixties. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I thought I did like when you know the whole Bojangles because I thought it was, I, I did like what he said. It's different but beautiful because he said mm-hmm. you know Katni tried the the same thing mm-hmm. and then he said it's different but, but beautiful. Which I was, I was like, surprised oh, man, about. We about, to, we about to get into it now. I was surprised about that because he is a white man. We meet the black man at the end of the day. So I was like, I don't know if they were gonna be like, oh, lean into like, oh, because we are oppressed, we all support each other, like we're all open minded. Mm-hmm. Or he was gonna be like, well, oh, turn this nigga off. <laughs> <laughs> nigga on my nah, screen. I mean, you can pretty much infer that he is more of an open-minded white. Yeah, man. I mean, they obviously they they showcase that. I'm just always like, not everybody just because you gay and all that. Don't he mean, got mad when he kicked them. He, he did when he kicked the black people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He was like, you get out of here too, shit. This is family. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, you want to talk, right? Shit. Talk your ass out this motherfucking door, boy. Take this pie with you. <laughs> he, he just knew. He, he just knew he had him. He was but like, yeah. You was know, that weird that, to you? That was, was the weirdest. Weird. That was dude weird. was like half his age, wasn't he? Yep. We'll be back after this quick break. I mean, we clearly saw that he had a difficulty with reality. Right. I was going to say he that lived that in, 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 in fantasy a lot. Um... Because when they got the key lime pie, he was like, did I, you know, did I misunderstand that? Like, you heard it too, right? Mm-hmm. And then he went back and they he was having a conversation and he was like, you know, um, like he recognized me. Yeah, you know, you keep on coming back for the conversation. Then he put his hand on something. I'd like to get you to know you a little bit better. Oh, that was sad. <laughs> I felt so bad. It was sad. It was. Because you know what was going to happen. Like, this dude ain't. I didn't. I you thought, didn't know that? No. I, Man, he was. What, what, the first time I watched it, part of me was like. Part of me was like, oh, this might work. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, it's too good to yeah. be true. It's the 60s. So I was I was either or at that point. Y'all weren't listening to what he said. He was basically saying that he's putting on for customers. Yeah. Like my accent is really real. Yeah, but then he's but then he also said, like, I but I really like when you come in. I like your conversation. And that was after he was saying how he pretends. So y'all about the took that as I took that as just more sales pitch. Yeah. I didn't. I did make every customer feel special. Yeah, that's the way I took not it. Not saying I'm right. You're clearly right. No, yeah, but no, I give <laughs> I'm just not, First watch guy, though. You see huh? what I'm saying? Yeah, he could be putting on, but he actually admitted it to him. Like, yo, I, I'm actually. I could tell by the way right. he looked. Well, right. I, I still like your company, though. So you keep coming in because you don't realize that I'm doing it to you, too. I didn't get that. But why would you even admit it in the first place? Right. So I can get you oh, back more. Oh, to make you feel better. Yeah. To, oh, yeah. Mm. It just seemed like he That's just, game. That's good game, too. That's what just, he just, just was Because he got me. <laughs> Yeah. I could tell by his I look. I might have went back for some pie. <laughs> Shit. Let me try the strawberry you know this saying? time. Right. Let me like, get no, a bite. Like, no wonder my bar tab was that high. Right. <laughs> but I could tell by his whole cut. I was like, this dude, ain't he ain't about that life. Mm-mm. I could tell. He was like, he might be racist too. And when the black people came in, I was like, yep. There you go. <laughs> like, he, had that, he had that old, like, oh, I'm a nice white man. And then like behind closed door, I'm racist as hell. I could mm-hmm. just tell. But yeah, that's why I was like, when I, I saw this I will give scene, you that he did have a, I, I kind of thought that maybe he might have been. But if he was kind of open about hitting on him, I could see that he he probably wouldn't have wanted it to be all out like that. Mm-hmm. But, so almost like I got to oh, yeah. put on mm-hmm. and make it seem like I'm not interested at all because mm-hmm. I really am. Mm-hmm. Now, when he had that little grandpa touch, <laughs> I was like, he <laughs> <laughs> <It> was, <like, laughs> was like, hell no, boy. <laughs> we don't like your kind around here. Damn, Giles. Y'all come yeah. back now, here. <laughs> Oh, I, oh, I want But if you want some pie, come back around. I'll just get somebody else to rig you out. <laughs> mm. That's crazy. Uh, man, so let's talk about, let's focus more on the, the, the main premise of the story as far as the, the amphibian and um, Elsa. Eliza. 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 Yeah. Hey, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and Eliza's relationship. How that relationship progressed from like the first time that, technically the first time she sees, she puts her hand on the, the, the glass and he start banging and stuff because he just got captured. And then the next time she actually interacts with him, she gives him that nasty ass hard boiled egg, and like he kind of he kind of stood up just to show himself out. Like I got like twelve. You ain't seen a fourteen pack in this bitch, boy. <laughs> he, he slid down his little scales. I'm like, all right, whatever. This is he over here. Showing off. Beauty in the bestiality. Where we go. But so we see that. What did you guys think about the progression of the relationship? It almost felt natural, I guess. Oh, I'm sorry. It almost felt natural to me. Um, yeah, it didn't seem too fast. It didn't seem too slow. It's just like, okay, she got him with some food. 
and now we listening to music and now we communicating and now we gazing in each other's eyes it just seemed like a natural progression almost yeah hey, that's the quickest way to a man's mm-hmm. yeah i never i never agree with that just come over the house and just let you know just <laughs> <laughs> so we yeah, just so get right to it you some vegan wings you ain't gonna be like oh nah because girls have tried that and i'm just like i don't really but if they're good though I guess maybe that's the key. There you go. Oh, they've been bad. They ain't always been good. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you see somebody well, they try, trying, they shitty, you be like, right, let's, let's just try. Y'all still eat it, you know? Yeah, of course. The food I'm, well. <laughs> <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> but, <laughs> Rob, what did you think about the how their relationship progressed? Where the eggs at? <laughs> Where the eggs? I'm trying to get to them eggs, girl. <laughs> Why they taste hard boiled? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Rod, what you think about with their relationship? I agree. I agree with Nay. Um, I think it was a natural progression. Um, just in film world, I think it was a, a the pacing was good on it. You know, um, nah, it's it, it was it was cool. It was cool. I, I'm sorry. You like I said. It was cool. Oh no, no. Okay. I, well, I don't know which part you didn't hear. You, I didn't hear when you said from a filmmaking standpoint. Oh, it from was a, a filmmaking bit. standpoint, the pacing was was well was oh, done okay. well. You know, the pacing of it. it. It ain't just like jump straight into it. It was just like a natural progression type of thing. Yeah, they had two hours. Mm-hmm. They had a long time to yeah. build that shit. But up. um, I was gonna say something else about the relationship progression though. Um, I can't think. It'll probably come right back to me. Mike, hmm? the <laughs> the scene that I want to talk about. Uh-oh. When they in the bathroom, yeah. and she just turned on the faucet, somehow, some way, the whole bathroom fills up with just the door blocking it, and they bump uglies. Nick, have a little like dispend. Mm-hmm. What is it? Dispend belief. Is that what the the, the phrase is? Disbelief about it. Yeah, like just go with it. Like mm-hmm. suspend belief, not dispend. Yeah, suspend belief. Was was that scene necessary? Yes. It was beautiful. Like, come on, bro. I thought, I think the fact that this woman is having sex with an amphibian god man. Why? Like, Hold on, he gotta be he gotta be god now. Well, no, that's what he was. That's he was a they said that. The fact that that's that, what they say. The yeah. fact that it was it was still done so tastefully to me. Mm-hmm. Like even the nudity from like in the in the entire movie, the nudity and the sex scenes was done tastefully. Mm-hmm. Even Michael like, Shannon's sex scene? Well, no, because that's no, because he's a villain. Yeah. Yeah. The sex scene between her and the amphibian there, was know, beautiful. You saw ass. That wasn't even necessary, like nudity, nudity. But you saw her breast. Oh, she did pull her city out. Anyway. She had a little, little something. Little something. She had a little two percent milk in there. <laughs> my bad. All right. My, my, my bad. <laughs> my bad. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, that was cold. appropriately so but all of the scenes with her because it was in water it was almost like they were dancing it was Mm -hmm. done beautifully to me Ken, come on Mm -mm. go ahead tell tell me something tell me what tell me what's on your heart right now I'm I'm with you Mike I went with it until the goddamn door opened and the water went everywhere because I I can understand like all of that stuff, you know, them having sex and part of that experience being in, in her mind. But when she flooded the whole goddamn apartment and that was supposed to be real, that's when I was like, okay, this this shit, this shit, they went too goddamn far. But was it supposed to be real? 
<clears throat> Didn't the motherfucker have to call like somebody? No, you have to think about, and this is probably going to ruin the movie for a lot of people, but you have to think about who was telling the story. Giles. Giles was telling the story because as far as we know, she's dead, right? Mm-hmm. She's not there to tell the story. So the entire thing is narrated by Giles. So we don't know if that's really what happened or if he's exaggerating. Obviously, you can't fill a bathroom up full of water and have it not come out the sides of the door. But so shit, clearly, you're not supposed to have an amphibian man either. So he well, the amphibian man part is, is, is real. We're supposed to understand that that part's real. The details themselves may be a bit exaggerated. So you think he was just mad because she left the scene running in it? <laughs> no, I don't think he was mad. I think he was beautifying the story. Right. They probably were in the bathroom fucking, but... I'm sure they did not fill the bathroom full of water. Because, like, when they open it up and it's just them embracing. Right. Like, to say that they weren't doing that the entire time. Right. Because who opened the door? Didn't he open Giles the door? Giles did. And you have to think about, like, she, like, at the, the movie starts with her being in water. Mm-hmm. Like, you can, you can infer that that's a dream that she's been dreaming about going back to the water. Oh, did I hit you? No, no, no. I was oh. Just, yeah. Um, so, I mean, you can kind of think that some of this stuff is probably not really what happened but this is Giles embellishing the story so I'm again I'm sure they did not fill the wa- the bathroom up full of water and I don't think you were really supposed to think that that's really what happened but my my main concern is not concerned but just thought about that whole thing was just I already know they about to fall in love like I need to see I need to see that nor did I need her to talk about it with uh, Zelda, like how, how his thing came out. Like, why not? You kind of needed that though. That's really, what girl? That's yeah. what women do, right? Yeah. And nobody's touched her. Girl, <laughs> girl he's his friend, and it came out, girl. <laughs> 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 like a missile launcher, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it was just. It just felt like it was just like we. Nick, the first time you fucked, did you not tell your friends? I keep my shit on low. You know what I'm saying? You a goddamn <laughs> lie. The very <laughs> first time you had you know sex, you didn't tell nobody. The game meant to be sold, not told. You a lie. That's what they told me. But, but there, there are certain parts of it you just got to take as a given, right? So you know this is supposed to be a love story. So you know you're going to fall in love, and there are certain parts that's going to happen throughout that process. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't mind that part because, you know, they got to feel the movie and they got to write certain stuff in. And shit, I was trying to figure out how that shit happened myself. <laughs> So I needed to know because I was confused. So I was okay on on those details um, because it felt like a very natural thing for somebody that she's cool with to ask. Because she saw it. She was like, dang, you you got a new walk. Like, you mm-hmm. act different. Like, you like, got to stop smiling like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're a whole different person. Good dick would change yeah. your life. He uh, broke her off, man. <laughs> No, she couldn't even like she couldn't even get off unless she was in the water. Like it just it just made sense. That's why she ain't never been touched. Yeah, like this ain't that. the right atmosphere. Yeah, I mean everything I about her was was dealing with water. Like mm-hmm. at the beginning, the water. The then eggs. she gets in the water and is fingering herself, whatever she's doing in the water, the boiling of the eggs. And then later on, she we can assume maybe she has babies. So maybe she actually gives him real eggs. Mm. I mean, it's, it, it, it all a fucked makes, up pregnancy, huh? That'd be a fucked up pregnancy. Well, I mean, cause she's clearly already one of, like I said, I think she's already one of them. I do right, too. Right. So all of this stuff just makes sense that she's attached like this to water. 
And did y'all notice like the red, like how red gets introduced the more and more she falls in love with him? Mm-mm, I didn't notice I that. I did. If well, you ever get around to watching it again, if you watch, like the movie's mostly green. Yeah. <clears throat> but if you, if you watch, there's red shoes at the beginning. Mm. When she falls in love with him, she, she gets them shoes. Coat. When she's smiling, she has a red mm. bow on. Mm-hmm. Later on, she has a red coat. So it's like there. It's like the more and more she falls in love with him, the more red she gets. Like the more, you know, that's supposed to represent mm-hmm. like fire and passion. Like all of this stuff is intentional. That's dope. What did y'all think about the towards the end when they're like when they have to get him out to get him back to the sea? They're trying to save him, and this is the part where she uh, she pretty much is coming to terms of like, oh, I may lose the love of my life. What did y'all guys think about like how we got to to that point, and even uh, bringing up the doctor as Me well? Too. Yeah, how he helped him out, even <clears> though <throat> he was a spy. Because because obviously, if it's before nineteen ninety, all these movies got a Russian spy and everything. <laughs> um, he was a spy from the Soviet, but he actually ended up being a good guy because he actually wanted to help the creature too, even though he his bosses told him they should dissect it. Um, what did you guys think about like how everybody kind of came together? Before that part, Mike, what did you think about when he ate the cat? <laughs> I knew that cat was in trouble. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I did too. The I didn't... cat knew he was in trouble. Yeah, the cat was like... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, did he really just eat the cat? He ate the whole head, bro. I was like, yeah, what's up? Yep. I was, I was like, what? Like, he what's said, the oh, problem? my bad. I thought you, saved, you were saving this? Right. It's yours? <laughs> Shit, I, I didn't know. know. I, take... I see your name on it. I was so shocked. <laughs> The second, yeah, I, the second yeah. I saw the cat, I knew he was gonna kill the cat. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I didn't know they was gonna show like him. It's I rated R. Show it like that. I was just like, oh shit, that that really shocked me that they did that. Yeah, as much as I love cats, I was like, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, that, that made, part and, didn't and, really and he was under, and the guy was understanding yeah. of it too. But yeah, I thought it was his was, fault. He fell asleep. Yeah. Hey, you, that's his house. He can fall asleep. He's yeah, supposed to be watching watch. the lizard man. He's gonna watch. And that's why he got that big cut. He deserved that shit. He, he overreacted too. The like after after, after you eat my cat, you gonna cut me too? Goddamn. He didn't do it on purpose. He even said he was like he's a wild animal. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he wild now, but we letting them bump uglies in the in the bathroom. But, all right. Well, he said he was a wild, he was a creature, I think, before he went to rescue him. Uh when she was trying to convince him the first time. Um, so but I think he still had those same feelings after he ate the cat. It was like, what are you expected to do? Right. He couldn't heal the cat either. He healed his arm. That cat, cat head was going head, right. He can regrow, head, he can regrow the head. We don't know. We don't nah. know. Y'all say he a god. Bring him back. I can't. That's different. <laughs> He's godlike. <laughs> and that was an animal too versus a human. He was only healing humans. Mm, that's true. And himself. And himself, right. Well, we can assume he's some kind of humanoid. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they they threw again. They throwing a lot in this. We just talked about a humanoid who can who eat cats and he heal humans. It's sci-fi fantasy, man. What do you expect? You're the, you're the only mo- you're the only motherfucker I know that thinks so deeply about something, but also at the same time just thinks so lightly of shit. Like I've never met someone that can do both at the same time. That's a talent. <laughs> some, some shit just like hold on. Some shit just like I gotta I gotta check this shit at the door. What the fuck? Like, I gotta summarize this shit. Like I just watched the whole movie. You thought you was watching Bell Street, man? No, this ain't Bell Street. Yeah, like, what? I, like Bell Street. That's the love story. I guess I got. I got to deal with just regular humans. Yeah, yeah. When you throw in fantasy shit, like, this is basically yeah. Hellboy with 
written no, by. It's, not. It is so it's a fantasy. Not. It's just I just don't like the. Fantastic. I just didn't like it. Yeah. yeah, but it's a fantasy. I'm not where you are. And then and then we or more fantasies. Michael Shannon probably got to be Super Soldier of the Year. Cause he got what two two stubs or one stub in the hand. He got shot in the stomach, getting tossed around all types of shit. He got punched in the face with a he with a shot in the stomach. He didn't get. He was holding the fingers. You talking about in the beginning? He was holding his fingers. I don't think he actually got shot. No, he didn't get shot. Yeah, he didn't get shot. I thought he went one. By the time he got to the house, he was already wounded outside of the fingers. No, no, I think it was just. It was the just fingers. his fingers. It was blood you saw from the blood his on his stomach because the way he was. Oh, okay. I thought he got. Uh, I thought he got shot. I was. I, oh, okay. Nick, I have a general rule of thumb: white people can do some amazing <laughs> shit in movies. This is true. So, because he got smacked with a sledgehammer, pretty much, and then he ended up <laughs> still having enough time to stand up. I don't know. He stood up and, and got killed. It's like he stood up and fought back. He stood up and said, oh, you are a god. And the guy is fucking mm-hmm. throat slit. I yeah. thought he got shot in some of my bad. So that that, man that take, the yeah. shit out of him with that damn He did. Over. He oh, did. Like head, this for my fucking, my diner bay. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised. I was sorry when he shot the, the amphibian twice and the girl. Like, oh, damn, shit, didn't even do shit. Like, shit, if he would have found that old boy was gay, he probably would have shot him too. Especially, <laughs> he knocked him out. He's racist as bigger than as he was. He probably got a reason now. They attacking <laughs> oh, me. <shit. laughs> I'm going to kill all y'all. They, they just violent for no reason. <laughs> yeah, but you get, remember what he said right after he did it. He's like, I never lose or I never fail. Mm. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, because his but boss- was mad because she- was the one that beat him. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's why he killed her. Uh, another scene me and Kill Watch was um, we're seeing Strickland's boss, like how he talks down to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that power dynamic, <laughs> he was saying, if you don't get this shit unfucked, <laughs> we said, we gonna send like you that. to Siberia, <laughs> but you ain't gonna be shit. <laughs> unfucked. <laughs> it was just like, I, like we just, I, I guess, you know how they always talk about, what is that, the hierarchy of anger? Like mm-hmm. the CEO yells at your boss, your boss mm-hmm. yells at you, you yell at your your family, and then whatever the baby yells, yells at the dog. Like you know, like, like we just <laughs> it <Yeah>. was just <laughs> he was cool. He was like, yeah, just tell him I call him back. And she was like, nah, no, that nigga upstairs. Right, he's in your office, motherfucker. <laughs> no, he's in you your chair. He, was like, God damn it. <laughs> he just looking at him. Was another element of this film about like how the government is run as well? Because I mean, they work at a government facility. What? Or maybe was I paying attention to that angle? Because I know there was a, it's dealing with a lot. So like everything is like, all right, this may be talking about this. This may be talking about that. Mm-hmm. With them being at a government's facility, was that just for the fish's sake? Or was it for, like, let's talk about yeah, this Yeah, I think too. that was just for the story. Yeah. 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 I don't, I, I didn't pull anything from that when I watched it. <clears throat> I didn't either. Um, you know, I was, I was looking for it, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't get anything from it. Yeah, I, to be honest with you, like Dimitri being a Russian, like that whole dynamic was one dynamic of the movie that I don't feel like I personally needed. I get it was during the Cold War and during the time period it fit with the the times, but it wasn't necessarily pivotal to the story to me. I was going to say that too. Really? Yeah. I was going to say one I, of these characters I, I, in the I didn't need that, that storyline like that. I mean, I they, could, they could have said something and that would have been enough for me. I liked his story. It was, that's what I was going to ask. His story like arc was... Dimitri's story. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying the fact that he was Russian and that whole dynamic yeah. with the Russians, with the American government, that I didn't need. I didn't need all that. Okay, so... Help me out. I'm going to try. I'm mm-hmm. going to try. So the way I took it... It just... It was weird when it came on. Boy, I was about to run for no fucking reason. (laughs) Um, 
So, <laughs> man, that was just my first reaction. You about to be a what's name husband? I wasn't about to say anything. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh shit. <laughs> so the way the way I saw that was the whole idea of the shape of water. I mean, obviously water doesn't have a shape, it just depends mm-hmm. on what you put it in. So when you look at the creature, it was all based on what was inside of the creature, right? Like what his essence, quote unquote, was. Same thing for Eliza. I feel like they were trying to make that point with Dimitri because Dimitri was Russian. So you automatically think he's going to be one of the bad guys. Mm. But everybody throughout the movie has some sort of transformation into mm-hmm. something else. Mm-hmm. He did too. He started off as being someone that was trying to get the creature away mm-hmm. for the Russians. But by the end of the movie, he realizes the Russians are not doing anything that's beneficial as far as what his personal goals are. Mm-hmm. So he's like, nah, I can't do this. So he has a transformation. So I think that part was actually, to me at least, I thought that part was really important. If he was just a Russian and then he just died for no reason, I'd have been like, well, that was stupid. He died snitching. No, he didn't. He did say he said he he died stalling them so they could get away. But he didn't have to say the cleaners. He didn't. I agree with That's you. That's what on I'm that. saying. Die yeah, I thought like, that was dumb. He could have said, oh, some, it was the Russians. It was necessary for the, for the storyline. So I, I get, get that. It. And he I thought he was being slick. He and plus, did. he also was rubbing it in his yep. face. The cleaners, the people that are at the bottom mm-hmm. of the totem pole, they're the ones right. who beat you, which has ended up being why Michael Shannon shot him. But, you know. <laughs> I will say the thing that I did like about Dimitri's death that I don't think I caught until maybe the second time I watched it, he got shot in the face. Mm-hmm. And then Michael Shannon hooks him and drags him like mm-hmm. a fucking fish. Like mm-hmm. I thought that was dope. Yeah. Like what you're saying, like he had a transition and then in the end Damn. he died like a fish did. That's dope. That's that shit mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, seeing that shit. Woo, that shit Boy, yeah, that's, that's some torture. Yeah. That. That's, yep. that's that white man torture right there. And, and he was sinister, man. When them guys came and he had that knife behind his back mm-hmm. and he was just kind of smiling with this evil, evil mm-hmm. look on his face. Um, you know, because uh, sci- scientists can be, you know, good Cold. or evil. Yeah. You just never know what you're going to get. And, you know, the thing about the Russians is that, you know, they didn't give a fuck about the damn creature. They just didn't want America to have it. So, and, and that's what he told him. He was like, you know, we just don't want them to learn. You know, we you know, you can kill the motherfucker. But Dimitri was different. Dimitri <laughs> right. did not want that creature to die. And he's, he kind of made that clear at the beginning. He was uh-huh. like, whatever you do, you cannot kill this creature. Yeah, he had a scientific curiosity. So um, the reason why I needed him and that storyline is because it made it that much more interesting for me. Because you have this, this essentially a love story with, you know, this, this, espionage, this spy espionage and, and all this stuff kind of woven into it. And it may, and I can't recall ever seeing a love story with those elements before. So it was, uh, it made it a lot more. You never seen Focus? No. <laughs> what the fuck is Focus? You never seen Focus? I think I will. It may not be spy ish, but it's something like it's a love story too. Well, yeah, but well, a, fa- a fantasy. Oh, are you talking about a fantasy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're talking about a fantasy. Sci-fi, yeah. Sci-fi, a Beauty sure. and the Beast retelling that with, with fantasy. And then you add all these other things into it, um, you know, made it much more easy for me to watch. I can watch love stories. I prefer not to, but, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, having that in there was, was cool. It was different. It was different. What did y'all think of, uh, Rob, what did you think about the ending as far as like after, after Michael Shannon gets his 
throat slit, mm -hmm. and then the cops come, and then they take, and then the amphibian dude basically, uh, what is it, a barrel roll <laughs> off the cliff <laughs> into the water, <laughs> and then they got another dance that they doing, I guess. Where did you think how it closed out? Because you know you the cinematography guy, so I want you to. Yeah, I mean it closed out. The, the cinematography was was done well. There's was done well there too. Like um, to my like how it pans from the ocean and they like I think that was the cover of the um, movie. The, yeah, the, yeah, the pic, yeah, 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 the uh, movie so I poster. That was dope. It was like I was waiting on that moment to happen because uh, I remember seeing it on the cover. But um, I did like that. You know, were you surprised um, the first time as far as like oh she got gills now? Nah, it's something about the where they were. It Even your first watch me when it when it happened. Huh? Oh, okay. Even after like you watched it the first time, you was like, "There's yeah, something about yeah, that." Yeah, there's something about that. Like, like it has to be a reason she got. And, and and the first thing I thought was gills before it even happened. I was like, "No, oh, that that seemed like that should be like gills or something, or whatever." But um, and then when it happened, I was like, "Damn, yep, yep, that makes sense." Because they made sure to focus on that when mm -hmm. they, when they opened and they showed. Yeah. And the shit. Uh, What's his name? Shannon. Michael Shannon got gills too after he ripped his throat up, <laughs> and he bled out. I don't think that, I don't think I realized they were on both sides. Um, the first time. I don't think they were. I think they were. I were think they? I think they were I on was, both sides. Yeah, they, I thought they were just on one side. Too. Yeah, they're on both sides. I think. Yeah, I thought I, yeah, I, thought I saw. Right. Yeah, I think they're on both. If I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Which would lend to like, yo, she has to be kind of. Like or if they on one side, I would. She could be half breed. You know. Right. That's true too. I kind of so wish they wouldn't somebody have showed did this it though. before. Oh, what'd you say? Sorry, go ahead. I was just saying somebody did this before. With her? Them fell in love with an amphibian creature. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mike, no, what I you? thought it was a dope story, man. I thought it was different. You know what I'm saying? It was just it was just cool to see something different. Mike, you was talking about you wish they didn't show it. Why was that? Uh, yeah, I wish they wouldn't have shown the gills at the very beginning of the movie. Because then, like Rod, I was just like, well, at some point. Like the second they showed the gills, then they showed the monster. I was like, okay, well, I know this is gonna end. Mm -hmm. And we saw the, the the poster of the movie. Mm -hmm. so I'm like, okay, when she falls in the water, clearly her gills are gonna open up. I kind of wish they wouldn't have revealed that so early. Mm -hmm. Although I don't know how you would have covered up like somebody's neck for a whole movie, but you can do it with the hair. With the hair, yeah. Mm -hmm. I wish they wouldn't have revealed it at least at the very beginning of the film. But it's a small gripe. Would you like the ending? Ah, yeah, the ending was great. The ending was great, especially once, again, especially once we realized that we don't really know if that's what happened. Right. Like she really could, he really could have just carried her in the water and she just was already dead. <laughs> yeah. But the, the but it ends with Giles basically just rip, rip, like reciting that poem. I thought it was yeah. awesome. Like that was just a great ending. The first time I watched it, I was like, okay, cool. She got gills and she swam away. The second and the third time, it was like I started to process, like, but yeah, but we don't know if that's really what, what really happened. That could just be Giles mm. adding like a positive spin to the story because mm. it was such a tragic story. Mm -hmm. He does like to embellish. Yes, clearly. You could have made this whole damn story up. I mean, <laughs> he could, this, this could be about his neighbor that's like, oh, she don't talk, so I'm just gonna think about whatever her life is. You know how you people watch? <laughs> and you be like, oh, how they get here? And he he was like, this, this, yeah, that right. he probably was like, this bitch born as hell. Let me give her a better life. <laughs> <laughs> this is my best work ever. <laughs> he was an artist. <laughs> he was an artist. He was a he, he was a bit delusional about things. Mm -hmm. So yeah, clearly that, that about his love life. Like, yeah, you ain't yeah. no catch, boy. So it could, yeah. <laughs> he tried to. <laughs> Trying to scheme on a younger man. Up. Why he can't be a catch? He man, he come like a good dude. Man, he was wearing a toupee. 
Come on. Not, did y'all feel like his did, grew back? Did y'all feel like he and the boss had a thing? Yeah. That's what Nick was saying earlier. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like that we that maybe that's what like maybe he hit on the boss mm-hmm. and then the boss got him fired. Mm-hmm. I didn't think hitting on him. I thought they were actually probably in a relationship. That's yeah, me what too. I thought, that. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I thought but it, it was too. Both. And it probably ended bad and he was like, you know what, I'd rather just cut ties completely. Mm-hmm. And then they blamed it on, well, it sounded like he did oh, have he a drinking threw him problem. He under the bus or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. But now you enjoyed it as well? Am I, I, am I alone on this? Well, me, mm-hmm. well, I got to get <laughs> Kim, my only. Yeah, he's your only camaraderie. Um, com, com, comrade. Yeah, this is <laughs> I my it. Russians. I love the ending. Um, but I like, it made it feel like a fairy tale, which is what I liked mm-hmm. about Pan's Labyrinth. Like, I like when Guillermo does this like fairy tale kind of this dark fairy tale that mm-hmm. he does. And it just, it, yeah, it just felt like whimsical. It was just so pretty. <laughs> you caught the princess without the voice part at the beginning. Too. Yeah. I mean, that just lends to the whole fairy tale. Thing. I get right. that now. Cause I mean like throw it in there. You know what I'm saying? You already got, <laughs> you already got potatoes, shrimp, uh, cabbage, <laughs> Brussels sprouts. What else you want in this damn gumbo movie? This movie dealing yeah. with too much. All right. <laughs> this is, that's my biggest gripe. There's too much going on right now. And then the shit they give me, give me some punk ass black dude too. I'm like, all right, you got everything I don't like in this gumbo. That's funny. It's too long. This, it ain't too long. No, it's it's not, too long, man. It's not too because long. Because I'm thinking, as I'm I was rewatching, I was like, this is just a theater play for the most part. Outside of the little sci fi shit. It's a what? Theater play? It's a theater play. But you like you musicals, though. I, a I like play. musicals. That it could probably be as, a, as short as, a, as a th- watching in a theater. Or, or no, like it's just like like I guess like how Rod you were talking yeah, about like with romantic comedies, you don't like it that much. Like there's some musicals that just hit me differently. I don't know. I don't like the whole genre in love with everything, but I what I like is a is a good amount. So when I was seeing this, I was just like, I can see how that would play out as a like a theater play, like because of the detail, because of the conversations and just the situations of of all this trying to deal with. It felt like. Uh, Gutierrez uh, del Toro uh, Guillermo t- del Toro oh, my bad. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro <laughs> GDT <laughs> GDT It felt like he did like Oh this is my take on Tyler Perry <laughs> Yeah we got the draws <laughs> Got the draws <laughs> We just felt like he just did a Tyler Perry play This is my chance Let me do Let me throw nah. all this drama in this one thing nah. Let me have this nah. This black couple right here. There wasn't no light skinned dude to save the day, so it definitely wasn't no Tyler Perry shit. Well, we, we don't know what the amphibian like, is. Like the amphibian <laughs> turned to a light skinned guy. <laughs> the amphibian. A sorry, has black man in it. Well, yeah, yeah that, that's know, the but, only Tyler Perry shit. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it did get critically acclaimed, at, obviously, because it won everything. It's a uh, 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. All right. Um, pretty much every week gave it an A, plus, or a, at least an A on it. Um, one of his best, stunningly beautiful, successful works. Hmm. Powerful vision of a creative master, feeling totally, joyously free. He just, oh it was God. done well, man. It, it was. It was. I like his. I like his. I like how his style was because I love. Yeah, I love the first Hellboy. I thought that was really dope yeah. uh, when I first saw it. Wait, what? I'm just saying it reminded me a lot of that because that's what I was going. I didn't see Pan's Labyrinth and all that. So no, like, no, no. But I don't care if you, you like <laughs> Hellboy. I liked it. I don't see what about this reminded you of fucking hell. The amphibian besides dude. the amphibian guy, they look kind of like the and this, other and the and the, the 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 lighting of it, it felt the same a little bit. Mm. He used a lot of the lighting and and I don't know. I just I could tell his style was like used a lot in okay. that. Um, and he has a specific way of how he shoots stuff. So I like that. And 
even though I'm shitting on the story, it's not a horrible movie. It's just mo- a movie that was, it just did too much. It's a good movie. It's an amazing movie. It was a lot in the movie. If you ain't got shit to do on a Sunday, maybe. <laughs> but I mean, it was trying to tell a very specific story about a very specific time. And I feel like every part fit. It wasn't like there was a part where I was like, well, why was that there? Mm-hmm. That was stupid. Everything made sense when you finished the film. Yes. Other movies, there's plenty of films that are two and a half, like Tarantino sh- films. Yeah, so he always has, say again? There's some filler in his movies. A lot of yeah. filler, where it's like, bro, this shit could have been 45 minutes less. Well, he be going way too hard on the dialogue. Dialogue, yep. Yeah. But yeah, this this two hours felt very, like I said, the pacing was great. Mm-hmm. Colors Pacing, were great. Visual, the co- everything, bro. Like I, I really, you know, I understand you like per- not personally liking the story of the mix of romance, sci-fi, fantasy. I get that. You know what I'm saying? Like Mike said, I wouldn't just go recommend this to anyone. But you can't take away from the fact this thing was produced very well. It, it just was. It, it just really was. The music, everything just flowed, man. And the fact that you don't really hear Eliza talk at all, mm-hmm. except for that one scene, like her acting ability was awesome. Like you felt everything that she was going through, even though she never said a word. Especially mm-hmm. when she cursed him out with sign language. Oh, she was, banged on I that loved wall. It. <laughs> I was I like, damn. I felt that shit. Yeah. I'm like, God damn, I feel offended. What did she say? What did she say? <laughs> what did she say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little chin thing. <laughs> She was so calm about it too. Nah, yeah. I and mean, then when she was arguing with Giles, like that yes. scene got me because oh, I felt yeah. frustrated for her that she couldn't get out what mm-hmm. she was trying to say. Like, and then when she banged on the wall, like, listen to me, like, because mm-hmm. she can't say it. Like, she did an awesome. awesome I think job. I'm not saying she did a bad beautiful. job. I liked Eliza Minnelli's performance too, not, but oh again, <laughs> I'm on, all man. wrapped up into this. Come on, man. <laughs> you can't. Uh, this is this is she two said, out of five. We don't help him. We're not humans either. That was right. such yeah. a dope part of the movie. You probably wasn't even paying attention. No, I paid it. T- you I, probably I, looked away. You probably. I, I rolled my eyes. That's what I did because <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, okay. So we just pick, about to fall asleep. Nah, because we just picking up amphibians and thinking, oh, they they good too. Because I bumped uglies with one of them. Jesus. Like, come on. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it was cool. I'm glad they didn't Mm-mm. drag out like the break breaking them out. Um, I think that was right, 45 minutes to an hour in, so that was cool. And then the rest of it was, was them basically forming their relationship or deepening their their, their relationship outside of mm-hmm. the um, facility. So that was cool. I could have did without that, so I was glad when they got back to like the action part of the, the spy part of it. But um, I wish I would have seen this movie before I heard mm-hmm. a lot of the Probably hype. Heard, yeah. yeah, and I think... Hmm. I, th- I think that would have helped me out a lot. I don't think I would have liked it anymore, but going in, you know, seeing all these rave reviews, like uh, I get the cinematography and how beautiful it was and, and some of the shots and the scenes and everything else. I thought that was really, really good. I do understand that. But the story, while there were some good parts in it, um, it's, it's still felt Not your type of story. lacking. And and I was trying to read reviews to understand, like, is it just the way it looks and the way it's shot, or is it the story? Like, what are people so in love with with this? And and I couldn't really find anything satisfying. I will I will agree that I think watching rewatching it, I don't want to say that it didn't age well because it did age well, 
but I can understand how maybe it lost a little bit of its luster because of all of the hype that was around it at the time when I watched it. So watching it a second and third time yesterday, I was kind of like, okay, it's good. It's still good, but <laughs> maybe I didn't feel like it was as good as it was the first time I watched it. So I don't know. Maybe the hype had something to do with why I was the hmm. first time like, oh, man, this is all amazing. Yeah, there, like when I watched it the third time, there were things that I picked up that I missed the first time, which I do like. I like that. Mm-hmm. Like the third time I watched it, I didn't pick up him saying they're different but beautiful. And I was like, oh, that's actually pretty damn you know, powerful for him to say that. And that was right after the Captain Lacey scene. I thought that was cool. And there were some little other small parts uh, that, that were being said and presented that I thought were, were interesting. But the first time I watched it, I was like, okay, maybe this, like you said, maybe this just isn't for me. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't tell my wife anything. I was like, let's sit down and let's watch this movie. Have you seen <laughs> The Shape of Water? Let's sit down, because she's, you know, she could think on that whole other level. She reads a lot, super high educated. So there's sometimes some shit that I just don't get. Mm-hmm. So I was like, and she likes love stories also. So let's sit down and we're gonna watch this together. And let, let you tell me what you think about the movie. And she liked the movie and we had a conversation about it, um, but she wasn't blown away with it uh, like a lot of the critics and stuff were saying. So I'm like, okay, cool. Cause I try to be objective when it comes to this stuff. Cause I understand that there are just some things that I don't get. And I'm always willing to listen to, you know, other people and critics because I would like to understand certain things. But, um, but yeah, but yeah, this one just didn't, didn't do it for me. What if the whole movie is really about interracial relationships? I, I was just thinking, I was just going to say yeah, that. I was like, that, what if, what if so, he was black? So oh, let me I'm get, saying. So here's the thing. So the first time I watched it, I was wondering the same thing. And I'm like, is, is that, so the second time I didn't pick that up. But the first time I was like, man, is that what he's trying to do? And if he is, I don't I think he That's was. what um, Nate picked up on. Well, that was one of her theories when she first watched it. If I'm not, I don't recall what she, I hope she comes back. I'm glad you brought up that point because um, I, I wanted to bring that because I don't know if she remember bringing that up when she first watched it because it fucked me up. I was like, oh man, you might be right with that shit. But um, yeah, when she come back, I hope she'll be able to touch on that. You know, they can only make love in private and they can only mm-hmm. show affection when no one else is around and I don't know. But why would she have to be mute? Maybe you know, like why does she have to be mute? Yeah, like why was well? Because what about her? What about her makes you think that as well? They won't be able to tell anyone that too. Mm. So they will have to keep that relationship solid. And plus, someone that was handicapped back in those days was basic. They may as well have been black. A handicapped white person. Yeah. (laughs) In the sixties, you don't contribute to. Yeah. Right. Right. So. I mean, I don't, I don't really think that that's what he was doing. But when I finished it, I was like, man, that that seems like that could be another layer of this, where he's trying to point out, like, again, the idea of falling in love with what's on the inside of a person as opposed to what's on the outside, you know, as opposed to falling in love with the shape of water, you're yeah, actually falling yeah. in love with the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did like that. Um, it's I thought deep. It, I ain't gonna lie, it's deep, deep like the ocean. <laughs> 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 Was that a bar, Nick? <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought uh, interracial relationship, and I thought uh, racism. Mm-hmm. But you know, the, after the second time, I was like, Nah, I'm not getting that. The third time is definitely for me feels like it's more about, um, you know, him being gay and her having a disability. Yeah, and then you know her. So it's all of that mm-hmm. instead of just this one thing. So. And the white guy, 
chasing him and trying to keep keep him down. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. to make himself feel good because that the white man is always on the run. <laughs> well, it's because he feels like he's better than them. Mm-hmm. But for what reason, really? Yeah. Other than just being white, white and in power. You know, and and you also got to think about the the whole fact of the matter that he went. I just got this part. <laughs> he went and pulled the creature from South America mm. where he was treated as a god. And mm. you know how missionaries are. Like, they don't really care about what the culture is there. They just take what benefits them because they think they're better than you anyway. Mm-hmm. So then, and that's what white people do. Mm-hmm. They go over in they, Africa and they shoot fucking elephants and shit and lions mm-hmm. or whatever. So he went to South America and brought back something that the locals thought was a god, brought it back to the United States to use it as a weapon. Yeah, because we would consider kings and queens. Say again? We would consider kings and queens. In oh, with the whole right. God thing too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's another, another layer that- Don't try to make it seem like it's a pro-black film at that end of the I mean, I do think that he, maybe not a pro-black, pro-black film, yeah, no, but it was, it, was very, it was a very realistic depiction of how black people were treated back then. Mm-hmm. And I think that this part could be another layer to that. And they made it a point to show that throughout the film. They did. Think about it. They showed that throughout the whole film with the with the couple that came into the cafe. Mm-hmm. They showed it with Mr. Bojangles on TV. Mm-hmm. They showed it with the riots on TV with them beating black folks. Uh, like so, it's like he he put those in there throughout the whole movie. And remember what he said about the Mr. Bojangles part? He made it mm-hmm. very. He he made a specific point to say like. What he's doing is really, what did he say? What he's doing is really difficult. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. whole dancing down the stairs thing. Like, even though this was something that we didn't necessarily see as negative, he made a point to say that he actually admired what he was doing. So, yeah, of course it's not a pro-black film, but it's definitely not an anti-black film. Yeah, you, you know what I thought about when I saw the Bojangles thing? Is that they need to change that goddamn name. They got some good ass chicken, but that name got to go. <laughs> Everything else is Why? changing. Why? Why they can't be Mr. They got Bojangles? It, look, they don't took down the flag in, in, in Mississippi. Bojangles ain't changed their name. Bojangles got to change oh, the name. Oh, you talking about you talking about the, the chicken, chicken place? Yep. For what? Isn't it black owned? We got it. Is it? Is it? I don't think so. Popeye's damn sure ain't. Popeye's Even if it was black owned, get rid of that shit. Nate, that. Nate, they were asking, they bring up the part as far as like, is the amphibian man, could he be a representation of a black man? Like, because you remember when we first watched it, yeah. you said that it could be like an interracial relationship or something like that. Yeah, I did, because I was saying when I first watched it, I was like, if you look at the amphibian man as if he was black, like, how does that change the story for you? Or does it even change the story? So, yeah, when I watched it the very first time, that's the way I looked at it. Like, if it was an interracial relationship. Yeah, I didn't get that to the second viewing. Well... I mean, I, I trying to make this pro back. It does bring me like, all right, maybe I need to watch it a third time. No, you don't. Right? It's not pro black, <laughs> but it's but, not pro black. But nah, it definitely supports it, black, black right. struggle. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all of it yeah. interwoven into it. It's mm-hmm. inclusive. <laughs> well, those are our thoughts on the shape of water. Please let us know in the FPS podcast Reddit thread what you guys think of it. Am I bugging, or is the group right? Uh, <laughs> they was they was on me about they was with me about the black sitcoms. I don't know. I'll be speaking gospel to some of these uh, some of the listeners. So shout out to y'all for supporting the podcast and everything. Um, that'll be us for this week. We'll let you know on uh, Twitter what our next film will be as far as this rewatchable series. But we out. Peace.